packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Oh man! Oh man! It's so overtly sexual. I also know a thing or two about cannabis. Oh my god. Do you know how bad you sound? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well aware. Phone boy of how bad we sound, but that's okay. Don't matter anyway. Because you're still on the ball on a Sunday, February 6, 2022. And we're bringing to you a special episode of Bull After Bull. We call it Bulls with Buds. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us from the frosty north, it's Ned. Ned! Hello! Hey yo! Hello! Hello! Hello, hello. How's it going, Ned? Ned? Pretty good. It is frosty too. Is man. it frosty? Oh, it's been terrible. Oh, that sucks. Just man. I've nasty. Heard it, it snowed and then it got really like ice bitterly cold. So nah. you know, like outside your uh your worldly refrigerator in this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so you can put everything out there, but even like pop and stuff is freezing outside. Like my seltzer water, my uh, bizarre seltzer waters that I drink. Not my seltzer. <laughs> yeah, we got a good uh, bargain on this. Some weird Lacroix, Lacroix, Lacroix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we call it Lacroix. Lacroix. Uh, <laughs> it is coconut. Lacroix. Oh, you know what? That's my sister's favorite uh, flavor in that stuff. I'm not crazy about it. No, neither am I. Uh... It was uh, 24 cans for, what was it? like f- Two bucks. Two bucks. Dang. Yeah, we got it at this uh, bargain place. We go to the bargain bin or the bargain barn or whatever they call it. What do they call bargain it? Bargain zone. Zone. It's a zone. Get in the zone. Bargain zone. It's a, yeah, zone. a different commercial. <laughs> but <laughs> It's a zone. And you know they're not We're fucking around because there's this big crosshair for the O in zone of bargain zone. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I never okay. remember it. I just know that bargains are there. It's like a bargain something where we get yeah. bargains. We have big lots. That's about. Oh, yeah, we get big lots. Yeah. Yeah. This place is like a uh, ma and pa operation kind of thing. It, like I don't they know. Like, are they like an Amazon reseller, like return stuff? They're or? almost like uh, fucking found an overturned truck kind of shit. I feel <laughs> like, or at least I think that's part of it. There's a lot of like dented cans yeah. Yeah, that's i was just gonna say yeah, some russian of, lady selling dented them. they are stuff. only dented on the one side it's fine they'll have like yeah. uh <laughs> some just absolutely random ass big ticket stuff in the back like a a jogging stroller and then they'll have like a sign on it for how much it is and then like the printout of what it is on ebay or what it is on amazon or something you know it's like oh okay Good day, all the thighs, 69 bucks. I, God, I go uh, about 180 bucks on uh, the old thing on eBay, man. <laughs> we don't ha- I don't have a resale shop. Kind of. Well, there's pawn shops and stuff like that around here, but um, where I go up north, they have they have like a full like Amazon. The, the guy that's selling like pallets and shit. Hmm. Uh, not selling the pallets, but he's selling items off the pallet. You know, it's all that return. Yeah. Stuff. I'm not sure. Oh. I think some of this shit comes from auctions. <laughs> some of it comes from Christ knows where. I, I think some, and I think some that's just a, blows in what a lot of hurricane. these hurricane. 
Yeah, a lot of those guys do that. They go, they even go to like uh, yard sales and shit. Like yeah, that to get I think items. these guys do all kinds of <clears throat> weird different sourcing. All that bacon they have though, those bacon bits. Yeah, ends and <laughs> pieces. Fire. Ends and pieces. Is it already pre cooked or no? No, it's okay. It's okay. raw bacon, but it's like it's this weird <clears throat> ends and pieces situation. But you get like. Like two and a half pounds is the biggest one for seven bucks, so it's not bad at all. I get that there's a um, like a uh, slaughterhouse out in the middle of nowhere that's got a market and hardware, and uh, they make beef jerky there and all that attached. And they have those ends there that are like kind of they're not really packaged all neat and nice, right? You know, yep. and they're like all over the place, sloppy. So they they do that with uh, <clears throat> they make like those eat those meat sticks. Yeah, and they got them in a bunch of different varieties and flavors, and then those they even sell the ends on those. Like you get the like two little pieces where they meet together. Or the weird like where they have like a bubble in them looks like a pregnant yeah. python. It's like all <laughs> fucked up looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I've seen this, but you can buy a whole cow there. Usually, what you buy in is walking on Wednesday. It's on your plate on, you know, Thursday, Friday. God, I want to do that so bad. Get a I cow know. or live like a half or quarter cow or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's how much fucking bought, room I need. I've bought quite a bit from there in the past just for uh, uh, parties and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can buy like a whole, uh, your whole like uh, New York strip, like the whole, as the big whole loin. And then you just got to cut it yourself. So uh, we've done that before, but you got to, you know, it's not the, not the easiest thing to butcher. (laughs) I want to get a beef loin. I just saw beef loins. At the grocery store. They're doing a meat sale at the grocery store. Oh, my God. It looks so beautiful. It's like a... We call them KC strips here because it's a proper name. Okay. Uh, but it's the same thing. It's a New York strips, a KC strip. Actually, there are places here that call them New York strips, but they're just like chains, you know? Oh, okay. It's always okay. like a... It's like an irritating thing. To That's see. it. There's a lot of places here that just say, you know, it's a strip steak on it. Yeah. So. Sometimes people do that here, but... In Kansas City, it's Kansas City Strip, goddammit. Where are you thinking cows come from? <laughs> I haven't seen you doing any barbecue lately. Oh, it's been a second. I got a butt, though, at uh, oh. the sale, like an $85 butt for 30 Big old, Big old Boston butt. Yep. Bone-in shoulder, baby. Hell yeah. I'm going to do some street tacos this weekend. My dad is turning 60. Oh, that's your dad's birthday. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking. We were talking a little bit before the show of uh, you're thinking about making the trek to the Valentine's Day meal. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I think I'm gonna try to. I uh, things are aligning. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's how I think. Like the stars aligned for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a simple decision of like, I don't know. It was like I was crawling into bed one night. And uh, thumb in the fucking Mastodon, like a little hit right before I went to bed, you know what I'm saying? Just a little check-in. And I saw uh, Dame Jennifer posted that she was going and that Adam and Tina were going. She was like, I just booked my flight because Adam and Tina are going to this roller skate meetup. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I was like, you know what? I started looking at Airbnbs, just scrolling through. Found like very reasonable one on like Verbo or something. Via Hotels.com. It was a convoluted way to fucking get there, but... Booked a room, cheap as hell, six minutes from the roller skating rink, and I was just like, all right, well, we're in, fuck it. So, oh, it's yeah. over. It's booked. There you go, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Just started this coding job as a, as a coding coach at the tech school. Technical coach at the coding school, however you want to say it. 
sounds like you're enjoying it. I'm having a blast, actually. It's very fun. Okay. Very fun. And uh, it's a big class, too. It's like, for this, for what they do. It's like 17, 18 kids. So is it in person or virtual? It's all virtual. Okay. Every day of it. When I went through, it was mostly virtual, but we had like two weeks in person or something, two and a half weeks in person. Now it's all virtual. There's no... No in-person anymore. Is this the same place you went to for your school? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, they oh, came to cool. me and they were like, we're doing this new coaching position and uh, we think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, I'm in. Bet. Sign me up. <laughs> so it's been really fun. Is that all you're doing now? Is that or are you doing all their stuff? I still do the real estate stuff, but it's like dead of winter right now, you know? So Yeah, nobody wants to. Very, uh, very quiet time for us. Of course, my mom's been looking at like condos. She wants to get something a little bit... Uh, Smaller than what she's got. A little downsize action. Yeah, it's getting a little bit big for her. Downsize. Well, we never really, uh, we said hello. We never really, like, explained to anybody what the hell's going on, which I I try to do, I guess, because every show can be somebody's first show that they're arriving. So, uh, we'll explain what the hell's going on. Um, we do the Bull After Bull show, uh, every Tuesday, 9 p.m. after DH Unplug is done on the No Agenda stream. And sporadically, when we can get buds to hang out with us in the bull like tonight we do these bulls with buds episode this so this will be episode 134 of bull after bull bulls with buds with net ned who is returning to the bull he's been with us before you can find all our bulls with buds interviews at bullswithbuds.com which i'm trying to improve very soon in the coming months it will be uh getting a lot better because i've been on wordpress for so long and the pagination doesn't even work right on this theme I'm running. So, mm. so you know, you try to go to older episodes, and then it's like, uh, not found. <laughs> like, why? WordPress, like, WordPress is irritating. You're just supposed to much. do this shit on your own. Like, it's <laughs> it's back there. It's in the post. I still know nobody's created any kind of platform that is uh, what you see is what you get. Kind of, you know. No, it's like, I don't what? think it's possible. Like, really? It's like, <laughs> really, we can't get there from no, here. I don't, I don't think know. So. You know. Because the problem is the users and the code base are competing for who's stupider. And <laughs> it just, it's like, it's a competition where each time they outperform each other. It's like, oh, then the user gets even dumber and then the code base gets even dumber and then the user gets even dumber. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It's like a race yeah, to the bottom and everybody's yeah. winning. Yeah. It doesn't seem, I mean, well. That's how I feel about it anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I'm fucking it, retarded. I feel stupider now than I did three years ago. And I was pretty <laughs> goddamn dumb then. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. know. As everything changes, it kind of, it. I don't know. It gets, it's different. Things are you know? wild and overwhelming. There's always to, something getting thrown at you. Yeah. I will, I will say. I've got a couple of little tweaks rewritten, but it's just hard to really full core decide what you're going to go with I'm between like react with just no back end or do I want to back end? And I kind of do want to back end because I want to just, <laughs> I want to just have a database that stores all my shit myself, you know, rather than, do you want to have it at your, at your location or do you want to do? Ah, uh, probably not. Sort of, no. Okay. All right. Now just rent a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw it on my, uh, I've had this, I've had dream host for ages and I got no problem with them. I like them. Oh, okay. Um, but then the, a lot of my coding stuff is ASP.NET. You know, it's when you need Windows servers to run yeah, it, yeah. which is an additional layer of pain, an additional <laughs> layer of the colon. They always get you in the mm. end. 
It's always something, right? It's like, hey, we'll teach you this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to deploy That's, Well, I mean, it's when I was going to school for all uh, all my computer classes, everything that you, I learned in school was just utter bullshit. It's tough, uh, man. When you got into the real world, it was like, yeah, we don't do it that way. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what? Mm. Oh, every, <laughs> every position, you know, it's going to be like a little bit different. And then you're like, yeah. you're dealing with their code base and what their well, coders I mean, coded long ago under some uh, asinine deadline. And that's, I mean, some of the stuff that they taught you was so stupid that uh, it was like, it would slow everything down. Yeah. You know, it was like, no, we don't do it that way because it slows everything down. Like, well, why the hell did they teach us that fucking way? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, wild. Dude. It's wild. <clears throat> it is a wild world. Well, these are all like where you know accredited classes with uh, you know Microsoft or uh, Cisco or you know. Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't like uh, the literature was by Ed or something. You know, it was <laughs> it was the, it had the backing of these companies and it was just utter utter shit. Dog turds. No. Well, I hope that you uh, do indeed make it to the to the meetup. So do I. It'll be fun. You're you're going to a fiftieth birthday, and I'm going to my dad's sixtieth birthday. It's like a twin, yeah. twinsy situation. Yeah. I'm this saying. is a good good friend that uh, I I don't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah. I got other friends that I'd be like, hey, I'd call them up. Hey, man, I ain't gonna be there. You know, but send you a postcard. Guy, yeah, no, this guy I want to make it. Nice. Well, that's cool. You always do both. I love doing both. I love, like, loading my schedule up and just being like, well, I got to do this, and then I got to do this. Like, yeah, I got to run. <laughs> It'd be cool, though. There's so many sons of bitches going out there. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just like a floodgate. Just like, it got dogpilish. Um, Metis was, like, going to send me a uh, clip for the promo. But then he forgot, and I like emailed him last night while I was working. And I was like, "You have something for the promo?" And they emailed me back during the show when I'd already sent it in. I was like, "Sorry, oh, I'm sorry, man." Oh, oh is Meetus coming? I thought he wasn't coming. Meetus is coming now. Oh, he's gonna make oh, it. That's cool. He's gonna make it. Uh huh. Duke is South organizing it. Team Jennifer, Adam and Tina, Booberry and Lavish. You know, I say I'm all like they're we're all couples. Me, me and Lorraine <laughs> and the gang. <laughs> I can't even say it because I'm trying to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. Sir Seat Sitter and me. Sir Caesar and Net Ned. Is he your bell to the ball? Yes. Oh, yes. Sir Seat Sitter. He's a great catch because he's all alone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a lot of good stories. Just for the purposes of the meetup. Because he yeah. said that uh, going to this meetup might get him divorced. That's what he said oh. when he was on the poll. So. I wouldn't want to, yeah, I wouldn't want to be the might mistress. I think he's being <laughs> hyperbolic personally, but you never know. Chris is uh, Chris is known to just uh, go all in, do some wild shit. Consequences huh. be damned. Um, did you catch that uh, show they did earlier today, the post yeah. in the studio? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. That's, was right. Kinda, That's it, right. You called in. I think. Yeah, because you I called remember. in and you're the one that uh, we're talking about the Scott Adams, and it was kind of from what they said. It's like that, he created a fake fucking account to like talk himself yeah, well, what up. A, what <laughs> like a what an bag. asshole! And then admits yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. that's what? the what, yeah that was like even, when I called it. It's like more how, egregious. He's so pompous and arrogant on his videos. He does on oh, yeah. uh, 
for his podcast and that it's like really and you did that like give me a break i know he thinks he's like just the greatest most incredible genius <laughs> of all time but i guess i don't know that's but he didn't win it was no nah. it was the other guy that won wasn't it yeah that klein clown yeah yeah no adam should have won he was dead after after i heard that i was like he's the <laughs> douche of all times <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he hypnotized everybody not to vote for him. <laughs> I would think he hypnotized people. I didn't think he should have made it out of the second round. He was just like so so. But then they waited to pull that clip out where they were like, "Oh yeah, Scott Adams, he made a sock puppet account, like calling himself a genius." Yeah, oh and yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, because yeah, there was definitely some that elbowed out LeBron for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. why when I called in, I had this fucking weird sports fan accent that I just kept like leaning into more and more as the call went on. <laughs> yeah, as the like, call what went on. What the fuck is going on with me? <laughs> what they're on the field. They're getting it done. Look at them going on. For my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, understand me sometimes. Bro. I don't know. Fucking weird. We're going to go inside. We're going to go outside. Listen to here. <laughs> that's my prediction and uh, that's right off, that's, right off the it, wire. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> That's uh I have a neighbor that uh does not have cable, he hasn't had cable for a long time. And uh when they did like a Monday night football here and it would they hadn't done one for a long time and then they had uh ESPN broadcast it on, you know, over the air and uh he calls me up and it was one of the late ladies that they had being the lead announcer. And he's like, well, what is she doing? And I'm like, What are, what are you talking about? And he goes, She's doing like this uh uh, uh, the football on the field. They're throwing it downfield <laughs> like that the whole time. It's way overdone. And I'm like, that's just how she she talks like that all the time. He goes, she sounds like she, and that's what he said. He, she sounds like she's doing like a 30s radio bit or something like that. <laughs> and that's how like a, a lot of those women announcers sound. They like try to push their voice, so they're doing that. I'm a, I sound like a man, but I'm really a woman. Oh, you're trying to talk like the big boys, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a little too big for your pantsuit there. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Hank Azaria had a show that was on like IFC or something. Uh, Brockmire, I think it was. Hmm. And he familiar. does that when he does the announcing. It's kind of those voices that are like that. That. Uh, over the top pushing of the like an old voice boxing match being called or an old uh, yeah, yeah. horse track racer yeah right. and they're yeah. coming on the stretch it's, <laughs> it's coconut lacroix up in the coconut lacroix a photo finish he's edged out by papal moose at the end <laughs> oh jesus it's great stuff it's great stuff well uh up here in a tab I had pulled up and I was just perusing and admiring a lot of the art. Uh, and I was, uh, the art I should say that you do for no agenda that can be found at no agenda art generator.com slash artist slash 1360. If you're playing along at home. And I was like, I was curious, how long have you been doing the uh, art for the no agenda stream? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I I'd probably find that. I can't remember when the first time I did one. But uh first time I ever submitted artwork. That should be on the Ooh. list. It was kinda oh yeah. Oh, it's the cow titty. Oh yeah, that well that's the first one I ever did was the art the no because it, they kept saying talking about artisanal on the on that show, whatever show it was. Oh yeah. Eleven hundred it looks like. <laughs> well some of like, the uh, some of the numbers five, in four or five years ago. 
numbers in the art generator are not exactly right. Oh, um, okay. So it might be like six or seven years ago, maybe. Okay. That makes sense uh, to me. Because I don't do them. I can't. Some some days I just can't do them at I'm work. not even sure if it's like, uh, if we can trust the, the order that they're in, to be honest. And it's, well, and then it's funny because uh, I can't really do them at work that much unless it's something that I can whip out really quick. And uh, if you know what I mean, it was like three different times that I have done that. It's it's one, and I'm like, holy crap! It won. <laughs> like I just need to do something that I do quick, like at the end of the show, milking oh. it. I love this <laughs> uh, milk pot and buzz milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they were talking about milk on that show too. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Because if you look at the bu- the bucket's got tr- the troll bucket, the troll bucket, yeah, <laughs> and you couldn't read that good enough. I was like pissed off. I couldn't get it to come mm. out because like those original ones, I was doing all in uh, Paint.net. Oh yeah, and then I got entirely t- sick of Paint.net and just bought a uh, Photoshop or subscription. Paint, isn't that kind of like GIMP? It's like uh, it's like the open source paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, GIMP, I just have it. Just seems clunky to me. It is definitely clunky. Glimpse got a, or Gimp's got a lot of tools, but it, it just seems really, really clunky. Yeah, it's more on the Photoshopish side. Paint.net actually has like add-ins and stuff that were not too bad to, to be able to do like the 3D text and stuff like that. I could kind of do it in there, and I could actually get like effects that I couldn't get uh, out of Photoshop um, without going th- through and doing a lot, a lot more than what I had to do inside of Paint.net. But, oh, um, now that's cute. I didn't realize this must be a new thing that they give you a little ribbon badge thing for the accepted artwork. Oh, yeah. On your yep. page. Yeah, because my I, first one that I got was like a tractor thing. Uh, first accepted art. Where they were blocking the the e-ways over in uh, ah, yep. Denmark or something like that, I think. Episode 1178, allegedly. Yeah, and they... And they uh, they were blocking all the the e-ways there with tractors for like miles and miles. And yeah, miles. they slow rolled all the tractors over. Yeah, you know, kind of like the Canadian protest, you know. Yeah, it was a few years back, but very parallel, very parallel idea. Uh, I saw that but your if, latest one was the kid in the trunk, oh, which I yeah. loved. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, that that t- I worked on that the whole damn episode because I I wanted to get it just just right. And I had to like manipulate the kid's hand and everything to make it look like he was holding it. And <laughs> <laughs> I wanted perfect. to change the the trunk uh, was actually off of a uh, like flea market sale thing they were having out here. Uh, that was like a trunk sale. Like oh you yeah, brought your car and pulled up and sold stuff out of your trunk. We have a place real close to here that does that every what is it Saturdays and Sundays? No, oh, okay. Yeah, on the weekends. Those are pretty cool to go to. Like uh, Jake's Swap Shop or something like that. It's just a big-ass parking lot, and you pay like 50 cents to get in or something. And then uh, a bunch of trunks and, and, uh, card, and God knows card tables. What. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even wilder than uh, the bargain zone, for sure. <laughs> I remember someone had chickens last time we were up there, and a bunch of broken chandeliers and one truck bed. Did you have to kill the chicken yourself, or...? Well, these were live chickens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it. Uh, Are there eggers? Or? Maybe. 
you could keep it for a while and then eventually kill it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to get chicken smart. <laughs> <laughs> Killing chickens is a little bit gruesome. I've seen it done, but I've never done it myself. Yeah. I had a... It's nice when they had that... that uh, it's like a funnel, like a bird funnel. They just stick them upside down and pull their head through and then just... Oh, yeah. Yep. Nick yeah. and neck and... Yep. Let it uh, let them drain out. That looks pretty that peaceful. Pretty, clean. pretty peaceful. I mean, it's easy to do. You don't have to like grab it and snap it or do some kind of crazy <laughs> thing. And uh, I had an ant that was probably how tall is uh, Delorean? I'm four eleven, rounding up. Uh, I have an ant that was probably pretty close to right there four four eleven four three something like that. But old 4, 11, farm four three, right right in there, right in that range, maybe four six up to the. Top on. Shouty, shouty. She would grab chickens right out of the coop and snap their neck. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like crazy to no, watch, no watch when you're a kid. You're like, geez, like, damn, she's she's small, but I probably don't want to mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> really going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw others, that, but just some personal favorites that you've got recently include the training bra. <laughs> oh, yeah, the 808 collection. I, I didn't even get that. A, I didn't even get a mention on that. Shameful they didn't oh. mention it. And then, of course. I thought it was classy. Uh, what do they call it? Cheesecake. Yeah, the or cheesecake. Whatever. I thought it was yeah. very nicely done. Yeah, I love those. He'll deconstruct. I love that. And then uh, Roller Curry, of course. Fabulous. <laughs> I think that uh, this should be kind of a preview because this is exactly what I'm imagining in my mind. <laughs> in fact, I kind of look now that I got a haircut yesterday. I look like the guy on the right in this right now. So I think. Oh, we, with the. Oh, I think you got me and Chris can just like throw Adam up in the air. He can do a little air splits on the roller skates. I think. I think we can recreate this. I had a JCD head to put on one of the people, but I thought it was odd if I just put JCD on somebody and I couldn't figure out how to put who to put on the other person. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't put that on. Well, he's not even going anyway. (laughs) He's not going to leave his block. He's just staying on his block, man. I typed into Google for that or DuckDuckGo. (laughs) Funny seventies roller skating picture, and that's what came up. One of those was. It was like probably like the fifth or sixth picture. (laughs) Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, Damn. that's a great one. Dvorak's not going, but I did slip him into the uh, promo today, which Adam said was the best promo he'd ever heard. I almost, oh, yeah. I almost got emotional <laughs> when he said that. Oh, that man. was pretty cool. I liked it. It was, it was fun. fun. I think I have it somewhere. I should probably play it, huh? Play it for, for in case you missed it. For someone who's on the fence about <laughs> attending the meetup. I see why am I? Yeah, we should keep pumping this pretty hard until we go. Let's see. It's in the no agenda folder. Meetup reports, promos. Yeah, there it is. See if uh, Net What time is it? It's Valley Time! What time is it? It's Valley Time! We're going to Nashville oh, in February. Yes. I'm very excited about that. Yes, it's a roller skating no agenda meetup. It's on Valentine's Day on February 14th. Hey, it's your Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And Dame DeLorean of Bowl After Bowl. We're going to Nashville and we're bringing the whole wolf pack. Arr! 
Hey everybody, Sir Chris Fox here. I'll be attending with my smoking hot wife, Samantha, and we cannot wait to see all of your beautiful faces. Love is lit. This is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And this is Lavish of Behind the Schemes. And you are all cordially invited to join us for an open mic broadcast. We hope to see you there. I'm Sir Sir Seat Sitter, and I'll be at the Valentine's Day meetup. Just look for the guy that looks like homeless Jesus. Big meetup. That's right, the big <laughs> Valentine's love meetup at the Roller Ring. Hey guys, it's Dame Jennifer. Come spend the day of love with your fellow lovely No Agenda producers. You know you want to. I should have snuck in. I'm going to come. That was the only oversight. No, thinking about it again. (laughs) You should come. When she said you should come, I should have just been like, I'm going to (laughs) come. I mean, that's what convinced me to come in the first place. Look, Dame Jennifer's going to be there. Uh, I'm going to come. Come. You know you want to. I was like, yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) It's true. You got me. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. That is awesome. That's a very good job. Everybody sent me basically the same stuff of like, we're going to go to the Valentine's Day meetup in Nashville on February 14th, kind of. Did you have to edit the hell out of yeah, it? I just or? I just chopped that out of most people's thing, you know. Okay, that's what I t- tend to do on, on meetups. Like, uh, <laughs> everyone with meetup reports, almost everyone starts with "Hey John and Adam." So, like, if you put them all together and then you start to edit, you start out with like "Hey John and Adam," "Hey John and Adam," "Hey John and Adam," "Hey John and Adam," "Hey John and Adam." It's like okay, all right, all right, leave one "Hey John and Adam" in there and then kill the rest of them, or I like kill eight or nine in the mornings, you know, like. It's like everybody can't say in the morning. Come on. Some people only say in the morning, and then I'm like, all right, this is the guy saying in the morning for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh definitely it was we had a meetup here in the summer and it was that I had to chop the hell out of a bunch of clips. Um everybody's happy though. So yeah, that's, yeah. that was that's, fine. That's so, part of but, it. You know, it's it's difficult. Like I, I tell everybody, all right, send a five to ten <clears> second <throat> clip, you know, and it's tough because yeah. I know how hard it is to get like, like you want to say a few things and you feel like there has to be, I don't know if it's like how we were all taught in school, how to make essays, but you feel like there has to be like a first part and then a middle part and then an ending or something. Yeah. It's got to be like first part, middle part, ending. Yeah, yeah. In order to make sense. I try to do that with my donations on No Agenda 2 now. I kind of try and trim them down or yeah, at least put like brackets to read between, but then sometimes they don't seem to pick up on that either. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least JCD. Or like somebody will put like a wall of text and at the end be like, oh, you don't have to read all this part of the show. It's like, why are you going to send that at the beginning? <laughs> I sent them a thing that like had big, bold text at the top. Like, do not read. This isn't intended for this. It's just all information. And it was, uh, everything about like Gretchen Whitmer and all the bullshit that was oh, going on yeah. over the last, like, uh, I don't know when I sent that to him, if it would have been this, this past summer, maybe the, in the spring or, uh, right around there or last year. But it was funny because, uh, <laughs> I sent it to John and Adam at the same time and JCD did a reply all on it. Oh, nice. It was like, how do these people get elected? And, uh, Adam replied with uh, Dominion voting machines. Duh. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. No, it was kind of funny. But I had, I mean, it was a lot of information about different stuff in the state that's went through. And, you know, there's a pipeline here that she's tried to shut down and it's just gotten crazy. So she's still uh, ruling up there with like an iron fist kind of a thing. I know that she got. 
she has her there's her her uh dana nessel is a the attorney general here and she's just as awful i think she, dana nessel's like a lesbian that's married with a kid and in christmas of 2020 she was on twitter saying that her son is devastated after he heard christmas merry christmas in a department store oh. <laughs> yeah, but the previous three years, she had wished everybody a Merry Christmas on Twitter. And then this past so year, she, she wished everybody a Merry Christmas on fucking Twitter. But then the the, uh, the big game of the state every year, which is probably like uh, uh, the, the big interstate rivalries, Michigan and Michigan State. And oh, yeah. she went to the game and like, I think Whitmer went to Michigan State and then Nestle went to the University of Michigan. And they all tailgated and everything. Well, Nestle got so drunk that she like passed out in the stadium. Nice. And then they they had to take her out in a wheelchair, and they got pictures of her, you know, drunk in the stadium. When and when when they were pushing all this like holier than thou bullshit. Yeah. You know, I, if it was just like you know, if they were just uh, you know, shit happens kind of people, it'd be different. But she was. They're all pushing this bullshit the whole time during uh, COVID and everything. Yeah, like stay safe, don't go to events, don't talk yeah. to people, don't eat with yep, your family. Exactly. Like Thanksgiving. Yep. And they got caught multiple times. There's a reporter here. His name's Charlie Leduff. He was uh, uh, for some news stations. He's done stuff on Fox News before that was kind of like uh, almost like a satirical kind of thing, like uh, Jesse Waters has done in the past. But I think Charlie did a better job of it. Just because his was a little bit more uh, thought out, it seemed like. But uh, he busted her going down to visit her dad when COVID was going on. She was telling everybody to stay home. She went and flew on somebody's, they don't know whose personal jet. It's like multiple business owners that own a uh, personal jet here. And she got a flight down to Florida to go see her dad. And then she said after she got caught, then her dad was, oh, he's sick. He's he's dying. He's going to, you know. Mm. Bite the biscuit any moment. And like two, three weeks later, he was seen driving his brand new Tesla around <laughs> East Lansing out shopping for the day, <laughs> which is like the, where the campus of Michigan State is. So he's out, you know, perfectly fine. Well, she dead. flew down there. So then Charlie refers to her as uh, Madam Governor all the time because <laughs> he wants her to answer questions. His His brother died in a nursing home. Uh, when all yeah. the shit was happening, and he kind of like uh, that flipped a switch on on, on him, uh, and he's pretty much went after her. That's with all the bullshit that's going on. So yeah, it, I, was... I mean, it's just it, it's compounded too because it's like uh, Nestle's like like that whole. Thing, I mean, everybody knows about the Flint water crisis bullshit. Yep. <clears throat> well. All that stuff had been gone through when Governor Snyder was uh, our governor, who was a former, like, Dell guy. And uh, he had kind of settled a lot of cases and everything. And then once Whitmer got in, they swooped in and said, oh, no, that's none of that judgment's good. We're going to retry the case and go through everything. Well, Nestle's Nestle's the one that's prosecuting for the state, and she's defending for the city of, of Flint. So she's got... She's working both sides of the case. Oh, that's wow. disgusting. Yeah, isn't that conflict of interest it's is what I would think. Fuck, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's that bullshit going on. And then uh, she's got some other lawsuits going on that are for, uh, uh, like, businesses that are, you know, got forced to close. And all of those are suing for, I don't know how many, much 
money and everybody's going to say that they're going to win on those too. So it's just like uh, the amount of tax dollars that are getting spent are just going to be astronomical, <laughs> I think, when everything is said and done. Yeah, no so. doubt. I know last time we talked, because it's been almost a year, You uh, last time we talked was episode 75 in April okay. of last year. And I think we had been talking about at that time, there was a lot of, uh, like, Whitmer would pass some order, and then the courts would strike it down, and she'd pass some order. And it's like, it just seemed like ping pong, where she just kept declaring lockdowns and declaring well, shit's and closed. Then, and then, and they then finally, just, the, the Supreme Court here said that she didn't have the power to do that uh, yeah. indefinitely, but they said that the health department could. So oh. then she was using the health department to yeah. extend all this bullshit. Until it was going to be politically bad for her. And then the the police chief of uh, Detroit, who <clears throat> throughout 2020, there was not a lot of riots and everything in Detroit. Not a lot of looting, not, which is bizarre. I mean, that's an anomaly <laughs> beyond believing. Like, wait a minute. Year. Are you sure? Did you check everywhere? Slow year for Detroit, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, you know, it's this place is you know, known for freaking riots yeah, and burning where, and where's the civil unrest gone. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of locked it down and said, you know, no, we're not going to put up with the shit in the city, uh, busting everything up. And then he decided he's going to run for governor. Ooh. So as soon as that happened, she, she changed her tune and like, Oh no, we don't need to go into lockdowns and you know, all this bullshit. And she's, she's trying to do a bunch of shit now because there was like a, uh, we have, some of the shittiest car insurance in the nation here as far as price and liability because we've always had no fault. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of places that have no fault insurance, which basically means that, oh, nobody's at fault, you know, but then they jack the rates up on both people. Oh, sure. Basically, yeah. Because it's every if it's nobody's fault, then it becomes everybody's Everybody. fault. Yep. And then, yeah. then the rates are all as high as can be here. Well, then they had this catastrophic injury thing that was like this war chest uh, fund <clears throat> that if you ever got into a catastrophic injury, you could draw out of that if you, you know, you were incapacitated and couldn't, you know, work another day in your life. But like they, they said in other states got ri- have got had this and got rid of it because it just ended up being a waste of money and it was just like a war chest that the politicians were sitting on. <clears throat> and there was legislation pushed through that we didn't no longer had to have this catastrophic injury on our insurance and there's stipulations of that too you got to have like health insurance or something like that because it's all part of the insurance scam but uh anyways she's now going gonna go into that fund and hand out uh all the money out of it and it's supposedly 400 bucks per person but the thing is is like you know in my lifetime i probably paid is probably like a hundred thousand dollars into that fucking in fund you know, and I'm getting four hundred dollars out of it, out of the you know, all the years. And then, according to somebody I was talking to, that it isn't four hundred dollars per car that you've had insured. It's four hundred dollars per policy that you've had. Oh, Jesus! So basically, you're just getting four hundred dollars for your policy. <clears throat> so that just, sounds like a scam after scam. But and it's she's doing that now as a handout to try and hey, I I'm still electable. Look at me, I'm giving free handouts and bull. You know. And and then she said Don't today you that like she like money. Yeah, she wants, she I like wants to, money though. She wants to give retention bonuses to all the teachers throughout all the areas here for staying with us throughout the COVID. Oh, 
Yeah. Love your teachers. Who can we pay? Let's just like walk around buying votes. <laughs> Will you so, vote for me? Here's a check. In in another thing is that, you know, when she did the whole lockdown stuff here, every they, they started a recall effort against her taking signatures. And then at one point those signatures got submitted. <clears throat> but then uh it was either the secretary of state or, or the attorney general that had to like verify the votes or the signatures mm-hmm. and they, they never verified them. But oh. yet she claimed that since she was under uh, uh recall that there's some sort of clause that they can like uh, can try and seek campaign funds like unlimitedly with like absolutely no rules. <laughs> God, so she was doing so that the gross. whole fucking time. She just had to like give like three and a half million dollars to some fucking charity because she of the shit she was doing during all that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a statute that says if you're under threat of recall, you can just take all the money before you get kicked out. Yeah, and that's the yeah, <laughs> and that's the weird thing. thing everybody's like, yeah, everybody was like, what the fuck is that all about? You know? So yeah, it's just like, fuck. What is that? Also? So what's that all about? <laughs> Who knows what it's all about, man? Yeah, you fucking knee deep in it. Yeah, in and that's Michigan. everything that I was kind of I've talked about. I was I kind of covered that in the email that I sent off to them <laughs> when I sent it. And she, she's like one of I think five of the nursing home killer governors, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. She defended it the whole time. She like I mean, she fought it harder than Cuomo did. It's so weird that nobody got any sort of comeuppance for that at all you know it's yeah other than people tweeting angrily like that seemed to be the extent of it conveniently that dana nussel that's our attorney general said she investigated and she found no wrongdoing oh of course (laughs) must be fucking nice (laughs) must be fucking nice i wish my besties would uh be in charge of (laughs) investigating me sounds very nice sounds very nice in the bowl sharky sharky just joined us if you by the way, I would like to uh, ask NetNet a question. That's easy to do, isn't it, Lorian? It's super simple. All you got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of Uh, that's right, and you can even text shy if you are voice shy. You can text is what I meant to say at eight one six six zero seven three six six three. Easy enough, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So how long have you been uh, listening to No Agenda anyway? I know you're like a, um like a troll room guy. So like, what was your process like? I want to know how you got hit in the mouth, and then how long it took for you to like find these different weird little corners of what the no agenda world has to offer, whether it's the troll room or the art and all that stuff. I think, uh, gosh, it goes, I can't really like put it down to what episodes I exactly started listening, but it was originally, I was downloading them to an iPod touch actually. Nice. (laughs) And I, uh, get as many as I could. I was always like, uh, disappointed when i was up to date yep yeah I, remember. I wanted more content back then and then 
I, you know, I don't think the shows went as long as they did back then, to tell you the truth. Yeah, they've gone uh, through some different eras of the time, yeah. how long. There was even so, a short period where they did three in a week. But that didn't last long, because it didn't really work out. Oh, that, I think that was might have been before I listened. I think that was pretty early on. Yeah. When I started, I was I, just going way back, 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 back. Like, I would get the newest one, and then I'd start going back. You know. Oh, to get, yeah, and that's kind of what I would do, too, if I didn't, you know, if I'd go back and try and find episodes that I hadn't heard before. But uh, I'd say, like, 300, 400, something in there. Uh, and then that, you know, blossomed into, uh, at home, I, you know, started listening on Sundays. At first, I didn't listen on, on Sundays all the time. I was more listening when I was at work. And then uh, I started listening on Sundays at home. And uh, from there, then I get, you know, I almost, I don't think IRC, I don't think we had the chat room, to tell you the truth, from the beginning. I, I thought there was a point where, like, the chat room just started being a thing. Was and you go register there and, you know, register your nickname and that. Birthed. The chat room uh, was birthed. The troll room. Yeah. <laughs> Became the troll room. And that's when I got like a, <laughs> when I got my big boy pants job, you know, Yeah. that I started like, ah, I can go fucking stream whatever I want. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, that's kind of when I started doing that. And then, uh, like I see the arts probably, I don't know, six or seven years I've been doing that. And just here and there when I can kind of thicken stuff, uh, some days I'm into it more than, than others. So... And I like listen to stuff live. I listen to you guys live all the time. Yeah, uh, I've kind of gotten to the habit. Once I started No Agenda Live, then most of my podcast listening is now live. Okay. The only stuff, there's some stuff that just doesn't do a live show, like Podcasting 2.0. Mo Facts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Curry yeah, and the be, Keeper. Yeah, well, you know, Mo did, has done stuff on YouTube here and there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I've Mo been in, and the, it's been pretty awesome, the, you know. The Lost Tapes lives and... Uh, I think I've seen you at a Lost Tapes before. Yeah, the, he the, did that one that he did on uh, Juicy Smollett. Yeah, with the that women, was, uh, uh, the female, what do they call them? Masons. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the in the whole Masons. noose around the neck and the pictures that he showed. Yep. In the, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that guy really brings you know, it. I try to catch up on their shows when I can, but I'm like so far behind and then trying to listen to this and that. And, you know, ah, I know. Kinda, I, I learned so like... A while always, ago, that you just can't, you can't have that guilt or that FOMO of like, oh no, I didn't. I'm sorry, I missed the show this time. You know, <laughs> it's like, dude, fuck. Like, no, that's like, it, it, it. I, I, I know. Uh, especially when I had the iPod Touch and I was listening, I get so far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that I'd be just be like, oh my god, and just delete them all. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, I'll just, just go for to, the new one. Maybe just have to let it go. You know. But like you know, I caught part of it, part of it in the car, that kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nope. But Nick the Rat, Nick the Rat, weighs heavy on my heart sometimes. That's where he just starts getting so you know he starts so late. Oh yeah, yeah. But I can't, yep. I can't ride it out with the whole rat. Yeah. Most of the times. I did that a lot during the. But I still, <laughs> during COVID when I was doing the work at home, and then I could just uh, you know, do random crash out during the day or whatever (laughs) the day after you know i get up and do take care of emails you know check everything out and then go and lay back down for a little bit (laughs) and then get back up check everything out again 
see if anybody, you know, and I it, usually I, you know, I get my email or calls, text, anything on my phone. So it's kind of the technology of shit that's tracking us is kind was kind of helpful during that time of, uh, but it seems like you know maybe fortuitously so that they did that that way. Yeah. So. Yep. That's the way of the the flow of the shows. Yep. Flow of the shows. Just gotta keep on. Uh, I don't know. I just like listen to what's on if I'm like <laughs> able to. But uh, jobs, do both it, do both job. of you listen to? the same kind of podcast at all or yeah pretty yeah. much i'd say okay always listening together that... okay all right yeah because we just put it on especially in a you know no agenda's going it's just like on the stereo we just put on the stereo it's oh the, the the live stream yep oh yeah yeah you know, that's what i like to do at just work too bl- is... blare the kids you know yep. kids listen to it too. i put it on my speakers and then people like walk up and then if they catch it, like a lot of people don't catch what's being discussed. Yeah. Well, that's the wild thing but, with talk radio. If you're not a talk radio person or a talk, you know, like you don't listen to podcasts in general, then it's just kind of like blah noise and you can just make it background noise. Can't, you don't even really seize unless there's yeah. some weird meme or jingle that comes up and then it like, pulls attention in. Like, what are we listening to? <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, after the wolf cub was born, our chiropractor came over for a home visit and like a home checkup and we had no agenda on, they were live. And she said, she made some comments. She's like, oh yeah, my dad used to listen to NPR all the time. <laughs> just people talking you know it's like oh man uh, but then she started listening and she started giggling and realizing i think oh this is very different content <laughs> i don't think no agenda talks like this real close <laughs> no. to a microphone it's pretty good i don't know how you perfected the NPR voice <laughs> you're listening to npr <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's amazing they can get the mic that uh that deep without gagging. <laughs> Very talented. Very talented. I'm impressed. Been practicing for a while. I still can't get it. He's like, you You gotta yeah. It doesn't don't work know. for me. Yeah, you gotta be used to whispering sometimes. <laughs> I was I was the the guy that when everybody was high, I'd say something real quiet like this, and then everybody start laughing. Only thing, <laughs> only thing I've ever heard worth a shit in my whole life on NPR was car talk. I loved fucking car oh, talk. Oh yeah, those I guys used to listen. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. I used to yeah. listen when I was just like a little kid in the car. Yeah, that was and definitely a, a background noiser that had some good information on it. Just laugh and laugh. I didn't yep. really uh, learn a lot. There was a couple of <laughs> a couple of puzzles. That I would learn things from, or yeah. the uh, the fake credits at the end. I was always like oh a yeah, favorite yep. of that yeah, yeah, like a Russian limousine driver pick up and drop off. Cause I, well, I used to listen to that. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, I've or heard wait, that a few or wait, times. Is that what it is? Wait, yeah, wait, don't, yeah, that's it. Wait, wait. Then, don't I mean, tell it me. used to be funny, but then they got uh, just so like apolitical. And then, you know, they got, like, Paula Poundstone on there, and she's, like, awful. She's, like, terrible. Paula Poundstone. It was just, like, uh, uh, at one, yeah, at one point <laughs> that she just became, like, a staple on the show, and I was like, what? The? She's not even funny. She's bad. So bad. Ugh. 
Get so, out. Do you, you know, know how bad you sound? But they be, they, I mean, they just went full, you know, Trump hate and everything like that. That just washed over everyone. It was so weird. Yeah. It was like the mainstream thing. In even, the, the, even South I, Park, everybody was just like, oh, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. I don't, I, like, you know, it just kind of gets very old, bizarre. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I think they were talking about that today, kind of on No Agenda. Or was it on, yeah, I think it was on No Agenda, just about the, his persona, you know, and how oh, they, yeah, uh, yeah. they, they praised it before, how he's always been that way, kind of with that villain. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that was attitude. on abs, I think. Was it? Okay. Yeah, being the okay. heel. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Trumpy as the heel. <clears throat> Mr. Comeback King, heel. The guy that shouldn't have won, who wins. <laughs> well, that's but a yeah, lot of that. I, I like, mean, uh, for NPR, as far as that goes, uh, the Detroit radio station out of Detroit plays like some phenomenal music on the weekends, but other than that, I could have like absolutely nothing to do with it. It's just uh, all the same, like that bullshit propaganda and and that close to the mic speaking that we all love. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, sitting here <laughs> on a beautiful day, eating a Triscuit, a whole grain Triscuit. This is so NPR. I'm, so I'm sitting here with uh, Sir Spencer and okay. DeLorean, and uh, we're talking about things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, talking, talking. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness there's podcasts. Yeah, what would we do, right, without our favorite podcasts? <clears throat> How many you listen to? Like, what? what's your, uh, are you an all-stream man? You go, you venture outside the stream? I rarely venture I outside the stream, personally. I, I do here and Unless there. Unless it's just to chase for... Adam Curry around, like a little Yeah, th- Yeah, I do that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, I gotta get that Tom Woods now that I know that that's out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just heard that today. Oh, I mean, I, I, I still haven't heard the last, uh... Uh, what the hell's her name? He went on uh, the one that used to be on Fox News. Oh, Megan. Megan Kelly. Uh, Megan. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. But hey, that's was it's that a, XM or it's okay? It was all right. It was okay. Pretty, it was okay. It's Megan okay. Kelly though. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, he was but, yeah. he, he was pretty good. I think they had a nice little like uh, fencing match at the end over Putin. <laughs> which was interesting because of course was she defending putin or was Megan. well Adam. she's more she's just more defending this fucking uh mainstream line of like uh putin wants to take over you know putin putin wants to invade ukraine kind of thing <laughs> whereas adam is kind of like the well you know look at uh who's trying to say this and uh kagan what about kagan where's kagan at you know and uh <laughs> slow down Megan kelly's just like uh, I've interviewed him twice. I think I know what's going on with Putin. Okay, it's like, like okay, okay, chick. Like, do you even speak? I don't even speak Russian. Come on. Adam should have said to her, "Slow down, John McCain." Well, he was kind of like very slyly backhanded on it. Of like, oh well, you know, I don't know him personally, so like, I gotta know. <laughs> yeah. Like, not like implying that she did. You know, she was saying, she was like, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guy personally." But. <laughs> she interviewed him. Do you think he like took her out, like wined and dined her? Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, <laughs> uh, No, I don't think so. We could ask the Magic Eight Ball though. Uh, 
because it's handy right here. Oh. Magic eight ball. Did uh, Vladimir Putin wine and dine Megyn Kelly over the course of their two interviews? She's interviewed him uh, two whole times in her life. Uh, concentrate and ask again. Oh my god, I get <laughs> this is the most dodgy eight ball. It very real. All right, <laughs> gotta concentrate. Did Putin take Megyn Kelly out for dinner and such? Sweet treats. Ask again later. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my god. The this world ball, may never know. This eight ball refuses to tell me things <laughs> constantly, man. It's been it's like, as bad. Uh, it's as bad as uh, the uh, fortune cookies. It's been weeks since I have had a yes or no from this eight ball. Mostly it's like, oh, reply hazy. <laughs> or oh, oh, ask later. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lazy. Lazy. That's all right. Just not my time to scry, I guess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> not my time to scry. We're uh, writing. The whole last two weeks were like big C-sharp fundamental weeks. And one of the things is to write a Magic 8-Ball application, like a console app. So uh. I went totally nerd, full goose bozo when I went through the course with it. And then uh, now I got to show mine to the students, you know. Do... uh. Did they have like set phrases that you were supposed to put into it? Or? No, it was basically just like practicing with like looping and menus and user input and random, uh, you know, random generation. Uh, yeah, the random number and yeah. uh, like an array list or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's like a string type list, string arrays, whatever the fuck. But I was like, I've always loved Magic Eight Balls. And so I just try to make it like a, as real to a Magic Eight Ball experience, like uh, <laughs> for no reason. In the well, it starts with ASCII art of a Magic Eight Ball, which was important to me. And then, like when you choose the random number, basically it's like ask your question, and then it says, "Is this your question?" It says it back to you, and you can do yes or retype it, and then you can shake it. So. It's like concentrate on your question and shake the ball, and then there's a counter telling you how many times you've shaken it. And then in code, it draws a new random number every time you shake the ball. So even though like the user technically doesn't see that, it's still happening in the code base. And I wanted to do it just like a Magic 8-Ball where you don't see the die spinning around when you're getting like a new answer when you shake it again. But it's still happening inside there. That was like, How many st- important <sighs> to me somehow. I don't know if it's stupid. Did, was there a... Uh... I don't even know how many sides the die is inside it's a, of a it's a Magic 8-Ball. It's a D20. Oh, is it? Oh, yep. okay. All right. It's a D20. And uh, it, this is actually kind of a secret that I shouldn't talk about, but because you are in right in the middle of a, of a Bulls with Buds with NetNet, I will tell you the Magic 8-Ball has 20 positive response or uh, 10 positive responses, five maybe responses, and five negative responses. Uh, that's how it's distributed uh, so it's like uh, it's kind of weighted toward yes secretly (laughs) um or you could think of it as the five maybes are like no that it's it's like the no side but kind of not telling you no but i don't see it that way i see this you know 10 plus five neutral five negative oh okay i got yeah so it's weird it's weird when you keep coming up uh koi on the magic eight ball spins you know, that's like a, it's, you only get a 25% chance of coyness 
on every shake. <laughs> and yet, if you get fucking, it every time, last fifteen yeah. shakes have been that. I'm like, what the, the fuck is going on? I think this fucking dye is the oil's bad. It's something, something. I got an air bubble in there somewhere. Yeah, right yep. of it. ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. I love my Magic Eight Balls though, and the apps. That was the first thing I did when I graduated. I uh, taught. I was like, okay, let's do another language. Everybody's talking about Python all the time. So then I went to Python, and then I wrote it in Python. Oh, okay. And then it kind of helped me refactor. That so that's your hello world. Yeah, hello world. And <laughs> when I went through the course, I was like so annoyed with all the hello worlds that we had to type. Because I was like, I was like <laughs> okay, I know, it's a, I know it's a developer thing. It's a developer thing. You understand. But I just started putting in the morning for every hello world. <laughs> That's much better. Yeah, that would that's be what much I thought. better. I was like, yeah. it's like fucking hello world. Fuck the. I mean, I was. I've said that actually, when I was born. Okay. A- actually, it's supposed to say hello world. Um, excuse me. <laughs> and I never understood. Like my WordPress site always said hello world. You know, when you make a fucking new website or first post, where I'd be like hello world, and I thought yeah. it was like it's like oh, it's a WordPress thing. No, it turns out it's like, hello, we're programmers now, so we like to say, hello, world. <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus. Never, and, like, how many times you say it before you realize the world is not responding to you? The world never says hello back. I, well, that's what I've seen the world memes is like, before. Who the fuck is this guy? I really, I've seen memes where it's like, I really don't want to say hello to the world anymore because they're not saying hello back. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise! <laughs> you ever write any "Hello World" code, Lorian? No. Say hello to the machine. I, I have yet to. Has it's actually Lorian been little... trying to code at all, or? I made a little database shall table. Me, did you? Shall we make a oh, database sweet. in SQL? Yeah. yeah. Using the. Uh, I only way I'm such a dummy because the they taught us how to make uh, databases using the diagram. Uh-huh. So you kind of build out the table with the diagram, and I'm visual anyway, so it'd be tough for me to not do that. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I could just crank tables up and just you know what I mean. Like I feel like a new thing unlocked when I learned custom classes yet again the second time around, but as an instructor instead of a oh going through it the second time probably. The yeah. second rep is so helpful because yeah. a lot of the stuff that they are showing you for the very first time is like, uh, you're just like, I don't have context for this yet, but I'm seeing it. And then when you go through the whole course and you've used it in a bunch of different manners, then you go back and you learn about a custom class. You're like, oh yeah, this is like, uh, all the time I see this. Yeah. And that's, I think there's probably... They could probably figure out what point you should be able to go back to because it's it is very good helpful to go back over the old information. Definitely, because uh, there's so much stuff that they feed you at the beginning that you're not using necessarily correctly at that point. Yep. Yeah, and then kinda... you, yeah, at the very end, you and reviewing is always yeah. Just as an example, with my C sharp app, I wasn't really fully, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't fully figured loops out all the way. Um, and so I kind of relied as a crutch in my first eight ball app in C sharp. I relied on like go to statements for if you want to like, for instance, if you want to shake the ball again, then I would just say, Oh, go to the shake part of the code and read, you know, starting in there. 
Oh yeah, yeah. else you know, yep. advance yeah. on. Yeah, uh, which is a shitty way to code. <laughs> it's just a fucking loser way. And my, then I my, well, rewrote most it. Of my, most of my code is, is anything that I do nowadays is just total uh, bash <laughs> just a, bullshit. That as long as it works and it's not too cumbersome, uh-huh. I throw it out there. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, at certain times I can't. You know, I mean, where it's uh, mission critical, uh, but uh, it, or app application critical. Servo loves bash uh, bullshit. I can tell. But yeah, I just uh, I'll throw crap out there yeah, a lot of times because I don't want to go back through it. Run, then it runs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's I how I go felt. I mean, it's go. That's where I was with my C sharp app the first time, and then when I no, recoded oh. it in Python, you don't have go to statements, so yeah, it's like yep. you got oh, you have to actually fucking do the loop right, dumbass. And I was yep. like, all right, okay, we build the loop. We just. Put the condition back in if you want to shake it again. You just kind of just make them go through it again. <coughs> so I figured, you know, I'd re I'd, and then that helped me re- uh, refactor my C sharp version because that's what I did. I was like, when the eight ball came up in code this week or was last week, uh, I told the guy teaching it because I'm like a coach and then there's like a main instructor. So I'm like, yeah, this was my favorite spot when I went through the track and like, I really got nerdy with the eight ball. And he's like, oh, well, then you demo it, you know, demo yours. I was like, all right, cool, yeah. And I like, like uh, cloned the repo off of GitHub and I hadn't like looked at it in a year. And uh, then I'm like running it and playing with it. And then I'm like scrolling in the code, like looking at what I'm going to show them. And I'm like, go to, go to, go, oh shit. Like I can't show the students this. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to teach you what go to even is. Like, <laughs> Just fucking delete all that. So I had to like, I had to pull my Python code up and then use that to refactor because I only had like ten minutes to do it. You know. So wh- what is the class that you're teaching exactly? Altogether, it's like a full stack web dev track. Okay. So it starts with basic HTML and CSS, and you do two weeks of C sharp, like console apps, and you build a dungeon app, like a little dungeon, kind of like a. Blork or Vlark or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. The little dungeon text crawler. And then you go back to front end for a week, which is like uh, a little bit more advanced front end, just being that we use Bootstrap and then learn JavaScript stuff. And then a week of data. And then three weeks are just about MVC apps. The model view controller, ASP.net apps. Oh, okay. Which kind of starts to tie everything in together. So you're tying all the shit you've learned in the front end with the database building in the back end with what we call in the way that we teach it middle tier. It's like there's three tiers of development in our version, even though a lot of people just say there's front and there's back. Are you only doing like a certain like uh, module of the class or? I am going to teach one module this next week, but mainly I'm like the assistant guy who's like helping answer questions in the chat oh, and like grading oh, homework okay. and like I'm kind of like a okay. glorified TA at this point right yeah now. yep no that's cool but it's it's helpful because I didn't have that when I went through the track and so each week oh. the instructors are different and you're getting maybe like not the same guy all the time and um with me I'm going with the students through the whole track no matter who the instructor is so the instructor may change but I'm still with the class so it kind of has like an extra aspect of camaraderie, you know, that um, I didn't have when I went through it. 
And I was like one of five, I want to say, students that went through in my track. And there's like 18 in this one. So it's drastically bigger. And doing it all through Zoom, it's like, fuck. (laughs) If anybody has like a problem, you know, they're like, my cone's broken. You have to be like. You guys totally need to use Teams. Teams, This is the weird (laughs) shit. Like we do the classes on Zoom. But then we do like all of the work meetings on teams. Like when there's weekly uh, stand-ups, they're on teams. Ever since fucking COVID hit, like we've been getting hit with random uh, video conferencing meeting so- uh, software. The last one was BlueJean. Ugh, what the and fuck Blue Jean- is that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's something that like Verizon supplies with their their. Uh, uh, Internet uh, connectivity, if they're if they're supplying that as an ISP for these companies or something, but it's something through them. And that's <laughs> when I got the email in the the one uh, engineering manager wanted to make me sure I could set it up on the con- in the conference room. All right, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is Blue Jean? so it's like every couple of weeks we get a different different one that somebody wants to use and then i can always tell (laughs) like the people i i I probably shouldn't be this way but i just despise the people that used zoom when whenever it's like oh yeah we got to use zoom for this meeting it's like you fucking assholes i hate (laughs) there's a couple things i hate about zoom i'm not really sure why like that's the thing we use when i'm doing a homework sesh we usually do it in discord this is a crazy Mm. thing this is a crazy thing so with the track they set up a slack channel because i mean i guess that's the thing you do in the tech work world there's like oh there's the flock though i'll (laughs) drop it on the flock so there there is a slack but this kid set up a discord for our course and nobody uses the fucking slack like there's just crickets in there i'm like the only one posting shit and it's like i'll just post like this was the homework assignment for today. <laughs> but in the Discord, it's like there's a meme dump channel and a music recommendations and podcast and all this like extracurricular bullshit where people just like to be chummy. And then there's also like homework help and code dump and a bunch of different channels that are like actually have a utilitarian purpose. Um, and yeah, it's kind of weird, man, because everybody just like gravitated on the Discord and they're just doing Discord. I, though, uh, C-Dub said, why not Jitsi? And yes, when I do like a homework review thing or like anything that people are like, oh, I can't make it. Can you record it? I'd always do that on Jitsi. Like, oh, yeah, we can use Jitsi. Have you used, have students come in and use Jitsi with you or? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Jitsi's cool. And then I always, I'm like, oh, this is open source. And like, here's the repo on GitHub. Check it out. Like, you can just look at all the, this is the code base. I got on it for the first time, like on New Year's with the. uh, hog story. Nice. Yeah, there's that uh, the no agenda chat video chat thing. Yeah, it's and been the, a while the, since I've been in there, but I, I okay probably been in there a dozen times or so, something like that. But God, it I, seems, I got in uh, seemed while I was in the shower one time. <laughs> <laughs> I just set my like phone up on the side there, and just like took a shower in there because like the show. bat signal went out and then like my phone vibrated I'm like what the fuck is this and it was like Jitsi bot it was like you show a little leg at all or no <laughs> no I kept I kept it from the tits up <laughs> that's good, good all idea. above the belly button yeah yeah but I, I 
that seemed to function just as well as any of the crap that we use at work. So Yeah, it's the same fucking shit. I don't understand. Like, I'm not really married to one or the other or anything in particular, necessarily. No, that's... I, well, we used think, WebEx uh, for the longest time, and, you know, it's a paid-for service. And, obviously, people are kind of going away from it. But I will say it works and it functions a lot better than a lot of them out there. CW's is Session. That looks cute. Send... Uh, oh, yes, and they've got their rotating Oh, variable. I think that's... Well, that's the... Uh, Encrypted messages, like, not metadata. Yeah, like the uh, WhatsApp alternative. It's like uh, Signal and WhatsApp had a baby. Yeah. And it's called Session. I don't know. It's like, there's so many... Ugh, I'm so sick of... This is the one thing that irritates me more than anything else about being in, like, programming world, is, like, all this opinionated bullshit. Everybody's, like, has this opinion... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's, this language is great. Oh, this is trash. Oh, you use no, this OS. Oh, this is trash. And I'm like, you know, it's all fucking, it's all trash, man. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have to deal with like, CAD software, and that's, there's a lot of fanboys in that that, man, we should have this here. <laughs> it's all trash. And CAD you know, software is not fucking cheap at all. It's astronomically expensive year after year after year after year after year. And it's uh, quite an investment to, uh, to purchase, they've kind of changed the scam on it. <laughs> uh, I think we have 17 licenses of one software, and that one's, I think, $26,000 a year to renew it. And then uh, the simulation software that we have, we have two seats of that, and then there's a bunch of add-on stuff to that. Uh, and we pay, I want to say that that's $37,000 $37, a year to renew. But we do host an in-house server with that, too. That's all part of that. That's uh, all SQL database horseshit uh, that yeah. was utterly difficult and proprietary to their fucking software. So I had to I had to bring a company in to, to help with the install because I never would have figured it out with their software. How would... They were doing their queries to the the database and that. So I need help from bowlers and from you maybe then then of what to do with uh like SQL database management because we use Microsoft SQL Server, which mm-hmm. is like frozen in two thousand three or something. It's just like so fucking old looking. <laughs> There's no. What do you What do you mean? We're running two thousand twelve. We're in the future. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Oh, they're about to launch like 22 of everything. They just launched. Actually, actually, the, actually uh, we're running 2019 because that's what the sim software that we have requires. We still so. do the Visual Studio 2017 for now. I'm not sure if they're upgrading it. They're just changing the curriculum, but they're looking for a new SQL solution. And they were looking at this one. I can't, God damn it. I wish I remember the name of it, but it like. It's pretty because it's like flashy. It looks more modern. It has a dark mode. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> which I mean, dark mode is nice. I I prefer dark mode. I like it, uh, but it's not like make or break for me. You know, I, I don't not use a thing if it doesn't have a dark mode. But um, we also because they teach by um, those database diagram tables, like we build through uh, the diagram feature. Yeah. This thing like doesn't have a diagram. It like limits you to only ten tables in your diagram. Ooh. Just like okay, is it something open borderline. source or something that they want to go with? Or I'm not sure. I don't. Th- I don't know. I'm not huh. sure to be honest with you. I wish I remember the f- damn name of it. That was like the first uh, stand up that I stood in. 
because they're doing all of this uh, curriculum update stuff. So in the spring, the curriculum is going to be like have a huge facelift and be all different. I think they revamp those schools like every, I don't know, five to six years, seven years. Postgres should check it out. Is that, oh, is that what they're talking about? Yeah, SQL? PostgreSQL. I've diddled, I've diddled in my SQL in the past and had horrific results. There's an elephant. What could go wrong? Is it great? Does it look fucking badass? Does it have data, uh, diagrams? I'm sure it can. It's open source. I love open source. Uh, yeah, I wish that uh, I didn't rely so heavily on the on the GUI. Yeah, I well, yeah. Didn't know databases were visual. Yeah, that's the weird that's thing. I, like, that's just how I learned it. Like, I would much rather, when I'm building out a database, I'd much rather just think of it in my head of, like, the relationships between all these objects, you know, and what do you need? But, uh, oh, that's the back end. I need a front end. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, we'll I just need the, the the environment. <laughs> <laughs> the The management suite, as you would say. Yeah, that's what's funny too. It's like back end guys, they're just like, fuck, you need a front end for dog. Because <laughs> I'm retarded. You don't understand. But not the, I'm not retarded in the way you're retarded. I'm retarded it's, in the way like I need a pretty thing. That's my Cisco site. To uh, look at fire, and understand. My Cisco firewall is a pain in the ass to do anything in the uh, front end. So you got to do, you know, putty through the back end. And it ends up. Being a pain in the ass sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when you're uh, having typing farts is what I call them that day where you're like hitting the wrong fucking keys like constantly. Well, it seems like certain days I just have like days where I'm hitting like, you know, G instead of F for or something like that. And my Ugh. type, yeah, I don't know what why it is either. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I'll just be like, and then I'll go and look look at what I, what I typed, and I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> and then I gotta go back through and edit it all. So, CW says tab is the only key you need. <laughs> <laughs> IntelliSense can just write my shit for me. Fuck. <laughs> That's a front end joke right there. Just <laughs> just tab through it all. Tab, 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 <laughs> tab, tab, tab. That's true. Now th- this is a thing that. I'm trying to find out here because I like I when you when you go through a training regiment or something then you have like a, ske- like a skewed view or like a certain perspective of how things are and then you get out in the real world and then you realize like absolutely zero people agree at how things are it's like everybody has something different they program oh, a different they language do. they have yeah. some people are like uh oh I eat uh IDEs suck. And some people say, oh, your IDE sucks. This one is the only one that you should use. <laughs> some people say, like, oh, you're a fag because this isn't uh, highlighted in orange. You use, like, this green scheme. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> All this shit. Basically, the, it's you're different and that makes you dumb <laughs> when you get out of the real world and talk to people. But I'm wondering, I'm trying to ask people, does the middle tier exist? Because there's front end and back end in like the real world, and the full stack uh, Kool Aid that's served in this track is that there's a front end and a back end, but also this place called middle tier, which is the part of back end that I guess connects the two. Huh. Most people call it back end, but like for instance, 
obviously your front end is the three languages a browser can read, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. But then for us, like back end is your database itself, like the SQL and those objects and like all their properties. And then the middle tier would be all of like the C-sharp logic that takes the database and prepares it to be inserted into the front end, whether it's like razor syntax and C-sharp or... Yeah, but I mean, do you ha- you don't really have control of it at that point. I mean, it's pretty much like it's ex- executing your code at that point, right? Or no? Is that what you're saying? In the middle tier, you mean? Well, yeah. you can you can build out to say like, oh, I want a drop down menu, and you're gonna say, oh, I'm gonna grab all of my cate- oh, I follow you now, all my categories okay. in the okay. categories table. So like, yeah, I'm gonna okay. select all names in categories, and so you kind of do a SQL call to propagate it, but you do it in C sharp language. You know, you don't do it in a you don't do it in SQL. I don't know. Yeah. It's very. It's yep. like it seems very nuanced, but it's like then you get out to the, when I talk to other developers. They just are like, no, it's all back end. <laughs> like that's what's called back end, and then front end is the three. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I've known over the years. Is it's just interesting. It's interesting. It's definitely. I mean, there's. Uh, I don't know. Going forward, I don't know what's going to change, but uh, it seems like uh, it seems like something big should come along because it's been pretty stagnant for a long time, right? <laughs> I want to think uh, podcasting 2.0 is like a, just a little piece of that puzzle. Oh and yeah, I guess like yeah, uh, you know what? Definitely because I, I and I wish I listened to that more. Is probably one of the podcasts that I listen. Wish I listened to more, dude. I just because I've been so like, uh, so it, we got bought out in 2020, and I've been so overwhelmed with work that it's uh, it's kind of yeah. hard to keep up on shit. It's hard and, to have, uh, like hobby code. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I I come home and I don't want to do anything that's intensive on a computer at all. You know, I just want to sit and vegetate. I would say there's just like this year, it kind of opened up this year where more people are like getting their hands dirty with it. Like I know C dubs and servo and cotton gin, uh, in particular have been, no, I see that all over the GitHub and like, I'm always very interested in what you're talking about with your rings of fire and, uh, Oh man. Your raspy blitzes I just, and stuff. I, of course, when, you, when you're on the air, and then I'm like uh, Captain ADD doing 10 things at the same fucking time. Yeah, that's like, what I do all I, the time. I, I should probably go back and listen to Sir Spencer. What are you <laughs> you're not going to learn much from me. <laughs> now, listen to Podcasting 2.0. You can listen to me like bitch about how I don't understand No, enough. no, 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 I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I know, but you, you've said enough on earlier podcasts. So, uh, yeah. I I didn't listen intently enough to that I'm kind of regretting that I didn't. So. I I think the stuff I'm most confident on in the whole space is definitely the lightning stuff and the bitcoin stuff. Um but not the development for it and not developing these tools and that's where I want to get to. That's like my goal for this year is like step into actually helping lift the fucking thing and carry some of the weight here forward because there's like a lot of a lot of the people in the github and on podcastingx.social are like the different world uh advertised driven podcasting is uh produced uh they're like pods not casts kind of people if you know what i'm saying there's a lot of like um slaves to the advertisers and uh, i don't know like i i want the value for value people to be like more represented in the in the development part of it and i think that's happening a bit 
especially with the app developers themselves, but um, there's just a part of it, like the namespace and different stuff. Like a lot of people, and a lot of people always are like just hand wringing about, oh my god, uh, when is the, like Apple gonna get on board, or like you know when is the big adoption gonna happen? When are like when is the dam gonna break on that? When are they taking boosts? It's like yeah, you know, it's not really like. Like it's not what we want to be wrapped up in. So, in my opinion, like, so the pie, the pie that you have that's basically your wallet now is what you're saying. Is what yes, you well, about. it contains like it can potentially contain an unlimited number of wallets. But okay, yeah, it's like right. the it's my. <clears throat> I think a better way to think of it is it's my value identity because in all of these feeds I can plug in my node's public ID and then people can send key send payments to that node. And then, oh, yeah, okay. like, it's available in a wallet on that node. Or if I separate them out, like, I could make more wallets on that node uh, for different purposes, you know? So then you set one up for uh, for Lorian. It, uh, is that... Well, she set connect- it up. I'm, are they connected somehow at all or no? Nope. Well, okay. they're they're on the same local area same, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's yeah, it. But I mean, other than that, okay. Yeah, right. that's the extent of it. They don't talk to one another. They talk to the blockchain, you know? Okay. All right. Essentially. I mean, they do talk to one another through a channel, but no more or less than any of the other nodes I'm connected to via a channel. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And of course, the channel between her and I doesn't have a fee on it, so that just gives us extra balancing leverage, you know? Or like... uh, the fee structure is cool because you, you only charge a fee when the money leaves your node. And so then you can make what's called a super node by connecting nodes together with uh, everybody just agrees to charge no fee on it. And then whenever it leaves one of the member nodes, that's when the fee gets applied. But it gives you more, gives you like extra one to two to however big your super node is. It gives you extra free hops in there. Okay. So then all of a sudden your your routes are more desirable. Hmm. It's an interesting uh, strategy, node strategy. Yeah. Huh. And then it's hooked into your Ring of Fire then too, or so Ring of Fire is like just a channel creation strategy. So, and that's uh, it's like when you're when you're opening up channels. Imagine like an abacus stick, right? And you put all of the sats as beads on your side, and then give somebody else the other end of the stick, like the bare end of the stick. That's like a standard channel opening. If I open like 2 million sats in your direction, then I just put the 2 million on a stick and then I give you the bare end. And then once that's open, I can push any number of those to you. What a ring of fire does is just a certain number of guys stand in a circle like that and they each open to the next guy. And then one guy takes a payment all the way around the circle that is half of that. And so those beads get pushed half and half between everybody. So that all the channel, all the channels are balanced, and then once that happens, once that balance payment happens, then the ring is it's set up. It's just forever, you know. You get um, the reason you do it is you get two channels for the price of one channel. So you paid two million, and all of a sudden now you have two two million channels. That makes sense because there's a guy opening to you as well. You could do it as small as three people. They call them triangles. And then, and then triangle. that's, that's to make the fees go 
down is what you're saying, right? Or uh, doesn't make the fees go. So everybody can set their own fees. Each like node operator can just determine whatever fees they're going to use, and it depends upon like, is it a big node that's like well connected that has you know the lower your fee, the more chance you're going to get routed. But the trick is to find like a high enough fee where if people route through you, you're not losing your ass, like having to rebalance all the time and paying to rebalance. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. In general, it's like the, the channels that get hammered harder, I just jack the fees up on once the money like all flows to the other side and I don't want it to get more unbalanced remotely. Then I'll charge more for more sats to leave and it encourages them to come back the other end. It's very, it's one of those things where you got to play with it for a while until you kind of get a taste for it. Even people who have been doing it a long time still, you know, still are like, it's not exact science. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's what I love about all this new <laughs> shit, you know, being like, like I've been doing this for over a year now and I'm still kind of like, you know, I have a better feel for it now, but could I write it up in a PDF? No. You know, like, I can <laughs> How just, about a PowerPoint? A PowerPoint. Well, no, nice. a PowerPoint, <laughs> I could probably figure out. What's the open office equivalent of PowerPoint? I can drag and drop. Is. I can drag and drop some good memes into the PowerPoint. <laughs> then people will understand. And uh, and also animate. Yeah, and add the cartoon sounds on the transitions. Yes, boing. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's what I like. There you go. Next slide. No, baby. And I'm very interested in it, but. Uh, uh, Time. You can get time is noted. You can get noted up. I wouldn't mind. Maybe someday. Trying yeah. to get into it, but I, I just got to find the time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's fun. It's just so fun to see, like, the adoption happen over time. Like, like when the Hogs uh, got connected just last week for the first time, it was just like, yes, you know. Because I knew it would be, like, someday they would, they would be doing it, yeah. But just like, I feel like it's an inevitability on a long enough timeline, you know, all these shows get noted, all these shows get value enabled. So do you know what app is best to send boost to you in? Uh, it's, it's one of those things again, it's one of those classic like, uh, programmer questions where, where it's like, there are pros and cons to a lot of them, you know, but is there one outstanding best one? No, definitely not. Um, I like CurioCaster probably if I had to pick a favorite, I would pick that one, but I think that's on Apple now, isn't it? Well, it's a web app, so you can run it, in, is it? Oh, just okay. in a browser okay. on anything, All which right. is what I love about it. It's like, you know, cross platform automatically because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yep. it's in a browser. I, I can't, I, I had like podcast oh. catcher or something like that, that I had. There's a lot think, of uh, guys sending they, straight from command line these boosts. C-Dubs wrote uh, the boost uh, boost CLI oh, that huh. uh, allows you to boost, which is sneaky, really, if you think about it, because it cuts out all the other fees that you're paying. You know, like, mm-hmm. like if, you, if you use, let's say, Fountain, just as an example, then you, you boost a show... And whatever their split is, their split is, but before you get to the split, like in our show, it's 50-50, me and Lorian. But before you get to that split, there's a piece taken out for Fountain, a piece taken out for the podcast index. 
and that goes over to those guys, and then the rest is split 50-50. Um, if you boost straight from your node from command line with this tool, this uh, boost CLI, then you just boost straight to the show's value tag, and there's no, there's no cut for anybody else, which is interesting. It's an interesting thought, let's say. But uh, I don't know. There's like a piece. Of, there's a piece of it that feels a little dirty in a way. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, not it's, gonna lie. It it sounds similar to like all the credit card fees and shit like that. Kind of still pay the down, index if it's defined. Line. Right. Well, you basically. I mean, you could choose to pay anybody. I assume they're not as big. Doesn't sound like as big of a scam as the credit card fees are. But <laughs> no, it's tiny. That's what's great about it. Like one percent to yeah, podcast yeah. index for whatever yeah. you know. It's like that's cool because that. That ensures those servers keep kicking and like the APIs keep slapping and uh, you know things keep rolling forward. Like those keep the servers online, literally all that payment flowing. So it's cool. And uh, I don't know. That's the I think this is the one thing that can scale is value for value. You just have to get people excited. In particular, I really like uh, you know Servo posted earlier of the uh, IRC boost bot, and uh, I know Nodebit. Got it going in the uh, Hogaroo channel. There's an IRC boost. Bot. It's like okay, so it doesn't uh, do boosts yet, but that's like what I would really love the to figure out. But uh, what theirs it does is it, it just relays the boosts to the IRC channel. So they're on Satoshi Stream, which is a service, um, and that's what that does. It just reads the Telegram bots message, takes it to. Discord IRC from Discord, it takes it to IRC. Oh, okay. Something about you. they wouldn't play nice uh, Telegram to IRC directly, so that's like extra. You gotta but, go through, and then Stacy probably sends it to them. I think that's her bot. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Stacy or Chad, one of them throws it yeah. in there, and yeah. then uh, what, what would be cool about the Boostergram bot is you could just say like boost this and a swam. Servo said he wrote a script that looks at Ellen CLI invoices. And relays them to IRC. So it's looking at the invoices directly, kind of like what Helipad does to display those to the browser. His script does to display them to IRC, relay them oh, directly okay. to IRC, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Because it's like every time I would get a pew from Helipad, it would also be like a new chat in the chat. <laughs> That's what I want. This is all the stuff. This is so, so fucking crazy, bro. In 10 years, they're going to be like, wow. Remember back when they were doing all this shit? Hand code and IRC bots? <laughs> You'll be sitting on a porch. Yeah. Don't you know you can just you. use Jizzer to get your sats God now? Damn it, Come, don't on. You know. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Back in my day, we on. used to have to. <laughs> Speaking of pews, no helipad tonight. Oh my God. What am I doing? Why isn't helipad open? What are you, stupid? Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Sorry. Coding karma from Servo. Thank you, sir. And uh, I'll just keep it. There you go. Ned, Ned, you might have heard that through my headphones because it's not going to come through your channel full. I did hear it through your headphones. Yeah, that's what I figured. Those pews really cut through, dude. It's just the right pitch to where it's like, whoa. That perfect, uh, perfect thing. Are they open back or? Open back? What do you mean? It, like they, the, the backs of them got holes in them, the headphones. Oh, it's um... I don't know. They're just kind of generally shitty. <laughs> okay. They All don't, right. they don't, uh, they're not like full coverage things. They're like studio okay. headphones. 
Lorian's got a little bit better set than me. But I'm on deaf mode too. Huh? Huh? Deaf mode. <laughs> I just had my volume cranked. She can't hear shit. That's true. It's sad. Really? Okay. Is it do you think it's the low is going first, like they say? The the high bass tones? Or no, the the high pitch tones. The like I don't know. I might just be stupid. It just, just, <laughs> just the noises my mouth makes no, are like the hardest to hear. It's not just you. <laughs> I have to like watch people's lips sometimes. Like if I'm in a crowded room, you know? It's like Yeah, you just get noise distraction. Noise distraction. Than, well, in when I'm in a crowded room, I can hear people behind me better than I can in front of me. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah. I mean, I can hear like if somebody's like laughing and loud and whatever at a table behind me. And the person in front of me is trying to talk to me. I'm like, what? what? What's that? What are, you, what, what, are you, what are you saying there? So what's so, that all about? And the weird thing is, like, the the Apple stupid little, like, form-fit headphones that fit in your ear, like, are supposed to fit in your ear good. Yeah. Uh, a, they don't stay in my ear very good. And then, B, I have to put them in the opposite ear for me to hear them correctly. Weird. Oh, I've known weird. people yeah. like that. Yeah, I can't like, hear that. If I put them in the regular ears, like the volume, I crank it up all the way and I can barely even hear it. That's so but wild. The other way around, I can hear it just fine. I've so. met people like you. <laughs> you have weird ears. You have. I don't know if it's something that happened over the years your, or what. Your but. ears just aren't to Apple spec, dude. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Just like, uh, you know. <laughs> Definitely your pro. There's something wrong with you. I will say, you know, when I went to anything that was loud, like sporting events or anything like that, back when I was in my younger years, after like two or three times of going, even concerts, uh, if you're too close, I'd always take uh, earplugs or cotton with me, you know, because I wouldn't have them in all the time. But at least if my ears did start hurting, because you can kind of tell when it starts bothering your ears. Right. Uh, just put them in, and then it it was fine from there. So, but it was funny because like I used to go to a lot of like NASCAR races in my youth, and uh, yeah, camp out and hang out all weekend. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I would always bring earplugs there because I I used to my dad's brothers and him used to race cars, and I always my dad always wore earplugs, and uh, I just always took them with me whenever we go to any kind of racetrack. Plugs are nice. I used them, and when it was I funny because I had younger friends that would go and ah, what are you doing? You don't need that stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and like like ten years into going with them, they're like, "Hey, you got any more of those earplugs?" Or right, <laughs> so, it hurts after a while. Yeah, yeah that's no, what, that's that, how my buddies always are when we're out shooting, and I'm like, I put earplugs in, and I'm like, Whoa, oh, what yeah, are your oh, earplugs no. for? And I'm like, yeah, no, uh, because I can still fucking hear my ears still work, and so <laughs> uh, when you shoot a gun, it's very loud because I yeah. still have my fucking hearing. Yeah, and I'd like to keep it. I wear full full moss, and then I I do have the the electronic ones that shut off when you shoot. So you can hear like normal volume. Oh, yeah, nice. Cool. When you're talking and then when you go and shoot, it automatically shuts off and you don't hear the big mm-hmm. loud bang. That's pretty cool. No. You know, I have a, I have a hearing test right here actually. It just came in. Oh, hey, Ned Whoa. <laughs> I'd love to smoke your cigar. <laughs> I mean, totally smoke a cigar with you. <laughs> and have a beer or seven. Seven. <laughs> but do I have a question for Ned? Um, 
Wacom Moon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wacom Moon. It said Black Moon. The transcription. <laughs> so, do I have a question for that? Black Moon. Uh. Uh, also, the transcript said, "Have a beer dog seven seven. <laughs> have a huh. beer dog seven seven. Huh? Uh, I wonder uh, if the seven seven is supposed to be uh, seven and seven. I'll have two beer dog seventy sevens, please. It just kind of put them together like seventy seven. It looks like reads as seventy seven. I uh, well, the moon, yeah. the moon, uh, why come? Uh, how come you moon? I don't know. Well, <laughs> the neighbors are like, how come you don't moon, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I got a, I got another one for you. In the bowl. Hope everybody's doing well. In the bowl, in the bowl. Congratulations on having one of the best meetup promos of all time. Oh, thank whoop, you. Whoop. Thank you so much. Uh, it's true. I had a question for Ned. Ned. What makes Detroit music just so fucking heavy? I've been to Detroit a, a handful of times at this point, usually for like a two-week stint, and always having a good time. Uh, all sorts of cool, off-the-wall shit to go do there. I really enjoy the Heidelberg Projects, uh, that big uh, train station that shut down for oh so long. Train Depot, the name of it, excuse me. Drove by there one time. Uh, blown out churches to go urban explore inside of the Motown Museum, the Fox Theaters. Holy shit. You want to go check out a really impressive theater? The Fox Theater. Uh, Fisher Theater, big old Art Deco style uh, joints. Um, oh, and the, uh, and the, and the, um, the car show, the huge car show that takes place there. That, Holy shit. Off the rails. Um, I guess, I, you know, I, I do have another question, if, if you'll have me for uh, NetNed. Uh, I was just downloading uh, Vectorworks for the first time in upwards of a decade. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, kind of you know, an, another avenue of uh, computer drafting, like AutoCAD and whatnot. Uh, do you have a particular favorite drafting software? Um, thanks for letting me ramble. Have a good show. Love you, boobs. Love boobs in general, too. Yeah, boobs. So everybody's clear. Yeah, Ned, Ned what's the, um, what did he say? Why is the why is the music so heavy in Detroit? Because uh, fucking Detroit's fucked up. <laughs> 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 it's rough. It's a rough town. I, I've been in a lot of rough areas of other cities i mean even in like rough areas of baltimore and detroit it's a lot fucking rougher Mm. it's uh there's you see a lot of shit over the years uh you know like there's so many areas of blown out houses now that it's returning to green kind of and that's been happening shit it's been a long time if uh if anybody wants to see anything that on Detroit, if you go find the Anthony Bourdain, uh, no reser- I think it was no reservations. Mm, yeah, that he comes and that's he he does does that with the the reporter I was talking about, Charlie Laduff, drives him around the city and just kind of like talks about uh, Detroit in general. And you know, uh, it's 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 bizarre because there's so many things that like started in Detroit. 
<clears throat> and everything like everything that started in Detroit is still kind of technically here because everybody just moved out of the city and it's all the way around uh. basically Detroit. So we have like this huge sprawling like suburbia that just keeps like going. Uh it's kind of slowed down a little bit, I guess. Uh, like where I grew up was kind of like the edge of suburbia. We still had like, um, they just had put in malls and started doing strip malls in the area and stuff like that. And then if you just went like a little bit further North, it was, uh, farm country and, uh, stuff like that. Like, I mean, even like I'm, I grew up at, it'd be 25 mile and that's 25 miles out of the center of Detroit. Mm. And if you go to like 32 mile, that's 32 miles out of the, the center of Detroit. And then, and then that's where like Romeo is. And that's where like Kid Rock originally grew up. Uh, but then he went down into the city and was doing rapping down in there. And that's kind of how he, you know, started living in, in the city after living out in Detroit for a long time and cutting his chops. Gotcha. But uh, the city as a whole, it's just, uh, it's just, it's uh, corruption, bullshit, and uh, mismanagement. School district that's fucked up. Uh, that is just a waste of money all the time. Yeah. They keep pouring money into it, and then people keep ripping money off of out of it. Our uh, district here only just got reaccredited. They were like, everyone's jumping up and down about it. I mean, one of our former mayors just got out of prison. You know, nice. Uh, so prison time, Kwame Kilpatrick, who ripped off the city for a shit ton of money. And there was even like stuff with him. There's some stripper that, uh, was found dead somewhere that <laughs> he's supposedly, uh, perfect. Some connections to her. I can't remember her name right now. I was had like a candy or strawberry or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> name uh, chocolate. Well, she's yeah, dead. Yeah. 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 He's dead. Well, what about, and, uh, what about, uh, Vector Works? Familiar with Vector Vectorworks? I've never heard of. Um, I hate all CAD problem uh, <laughs> programs. Uh, just over the years, they're always some of them always have issues. It depends on what you're doing, too. Yeah, boobs. What? Uh, what are you building? <clears throat> I think he's. If you're doing there. something 3D, I mean, uh, I don't really know anything in the free realm. I haven't looked too much into like the open source bullshit. Uh, I'm sure there's something good out there, though. <laughs> There's an yeah. Adobe suite for that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surely. There's so much um, Adobe I haven't played with, like, maybe one or two times. But. I know I know. Uh, SolidWorks made, like, a free software that you could do, like, simple 3D in. It wasn't very uh, – it wasn't what they call parametric, where you can, like, change holes and sizes of the 3D software uh, with dimensions, or it has, like, a uh, code – uh, base to the dimension and you can do a lot of stuff with uh, C++ or Visual Basic or uh, different coding softwares to control Ooh. the 3D model. Yeah, And then you'd run it back to like a chart uh, on a like Excel and you can go and put in a nice little dialog box to change the with your GUI and change your sizes of your 3D object through that. But um you know what they say? Never change your GUI, man. The ones that I'm talking about, you just basically what you see is what you get. You kind of you put a hole through something; it's it's there. You can't really move it unless you just like fill the hole up with something mm. and then put a hole in a different spot. Whereas the other software, you can control it, you know, parametrically inside the software. But um, 
See, that's that's the, where my expertise comes in, filling holes up. Over the years, dealing with software, SolidWorks seems to be the uh, best of like the the mid level uh, CAD because like when you get into there, there's ones called Katia and Unigraphics. The the license costs for those are exponentially more, and that's kind of goes along that line of that like that simulation software I was talking about. Um, oh, gotcha. Uh, which is called Dalmia, and that's part of what they call Katia, and that's all under Dassault, which Dassault owns SolidWorks, they own Katia, they own fucking Dalmia. They Dalmia, Katia, yeah, no, Katia, you know they're, what I'm they're, they're, a, they're a French company that's uh, into aircraft manufacturing and then Ooh. also owns all this CAD software catalogs that they've bought up over the years. And uh, so SolidWorks is under their umbrella, and it's pretty decent. Uh but then, you know, you can go up in price for uh, Katia, which ends up, you know, being probably three to five times the cost of what you're paying for SolidWorks. Oof. Yeah. But uh, it's supposed to be high, more highly accurate. Sure, it's yeah, for, yeah. for aircraft manufacture and stuff like that. Run it so. through the LLC, man, yeah. I guess. Keep the receipt. You know. But it, a lot of the automotive industry does use that to do – uh, standard automotive tooling, but they don't really have to. It's it's uh, it's a little bit of overkill. Uh, and then there's another one called Unigraphics that was owned originally. It was owned by EDS, and EDS was Ross Perot. Ah, yeah. And then that got bought out by GM, or GM had some sort of affiliation with EDS for a while because they were affiliated, and EDS was on all their uh, campuses around here. They always had a building at their the different GM areas, but um, Boobs is saying he uses Vectorworks for drawing out his lighting plots, theatrical oh. light construction. Oh, uh, you know what? There's probably something I could find like that if I ask around. That would be something that would be more. Uh, He's got a put of here electronic. Uh, I know, like AutoCAD has a lot of electronic stuff on it, but then you got to pay for it. Wow, this is all. This makes me fucking feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at the schematic. No, it's, I, I see the guy in the seat. That I can understand. <laughs> we call him the audience. Call him the front row to the uh, to the big show, if you know what I'm saying. Front row to the big that show. That was a big thing. Oh, was I like the little... Thing. It's got the line of sight on the guy sitting in the audience. That's yeah. the closest row to the... It's like what light he can see. Very nice. Holy crap. Pushing uh, 10 o'clock, man. Time flies in the bowl, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it, it does. does. Holy smokes. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out again in the bowl with us, Ned. Thanks Little for fantastic having me. Time. Yeah, of course. Of course. And thanks, bowlers, for hanging out on Sunday night with us. Or in the future, if you're listening to this in the future. Thanks for giving us a listen. You can find this in other uh, Bowls with Buds interviews at bowlswithbuds.com. And uh, me and Lori will be back on Tuesday night, won't we, baby? We will. 9 p.m. Central. That's right. 9 p.m. right after DH Unplugged. Until then, you can rely on me being Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. And I'll be Net Ned in Detroit. Oh, yeah. And I hope we get to see you, Net Ned, at the Nashville meetup. Oh, 100% hope. Looking so forward to it. Oh, yeah. But until then, may your bowls burn ever brighter.